It's Monday in first century Jerusalem. Jesus and his disciples have been staying in Bethany, a little more than a mile to the southeast of the Mount of Olives. Yesterday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey while the people surrounded him, laying their cloaks on the ground, proclaiming him as the Messiah come to save them. Today, Jesus is hungry. We turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 12 to 19. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. We have what might seem on the surface to be two unrelated stories. Jesus cursing a fig tree in 12 to 14, and Jesus cleansing the temple in 15 to 19. But this is actually part of three stories. The third story happens tomorrow on Tuesday, where Jesus and his disciples walk back by the fig tree in verses 20 to 25. This is a pretty familiar story structure that Mark uses, where the story is built like a sandwich. In this case, the fig tree is the bread, and the cleansing of the temple is the meat in the middle and all aspects of the story are intimately related. Yesterday, Jesus was proclaimed King of Israel by his disciples, and today, his first item on the docket is to judge Israel. Hungry, Jesus sees a fig tree in leaf. It's not the season for figs, but a fig tree will produce a first fruit of essentially unripened figs before it produces its leaves. These first fruits can be eaten. So if you see a fig tree that has leaves on its branches, it's likely to have an unripened figs on it. But though this fig tree has all the signs of fruitfulness, it's actually barren. Having cursed the fig tree, Jesus now turns his attention to the temple complex. The temple was a magnificent specimen of engineering measuring some 35 acres. Around the perimeter in the court of the Gentiles, the authorities were selling sacrifices for people that had arrived needing to purchase a sacrifice rather than bringing them from long distances. They're also exchanging their own money for a Tyrian shekel, which is a piece of silver with no one's image on it, so they could pay the temple tax according to Jewish law. We have it on good authority that in 66 AD, there were 255,600 lambs sacrificed in the temple at Passover, just to give you an idea of what a massive operation this was. However, if the Jewish system of selling sacrifices and exchanging money is taking place in the court of the Gentiles, where will the Gentiles go to see the worship of the one true God? The temple was quite a production, a modern spectacle masquerading as a place of worship of God. They expected that when the Messiah comes, he would cleanse Jerusalem from the nations that trample it. Yet, 
Jesus has had enough. He marches in, turns over the tables, drives out the money changers, and stops the operation that's pivotal to sacrifice, opening up the temple to the nations. Much like the fig tree, the temple had all the appearance of a successful operation on the outside, one where real worship of God was taking place. Yet, in all actuality, the inside was a hollow haunt of robbers. Jesus came to institute the worship of God in the new creation. By virtue of the indwelling Holy Spirit, all disciples of Christ are a temple of the living God, which raises the question, how true is your worship? Is the focus of your attention on external things? The purity of the sound coming from the instruments? The aesthetics of the room? The quality of a video stream? The smoothness of the production coming into your living room? Jesus makes it clear the fanciness of the production does not equate to true worship. You can have all the markings of authenticity on the outside, but be hollow and unfruitful on the inside. This Monday, as we reflect on Jesus cleansing the temple, let's remember that genuine worship comes from a repentant heart that cherishes Christ as Savior. The result of that worship is a fruitful Christian life.